It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast, the show that's so nice, we do it twice. He is Joe Dolan. He's a verified, proven fantasy rock star at FG underscore Dolan on Twitter. Fantasypoints.com is where you find them. Just make sure you use the code FEAST when you go there so that they know that we sent you. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, a bunch of different podcasts, a bunch of different teams. I just like football, and I just dislike real jobs. So that's what I'm all about, trying to avoid a real job like the plague. Joe, let's dive right into it. People already know about spreading the word via social media, and they know about FantasyPoints.com, Code Feast. I want them to know about the Chargers and the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Hey, Tua looked pretty good, Joe. Yes, he did. And, and, you know, I thought it was weird. It came on the heels of an Adam Schefter report that was very curiously phrased and it was saying hey the dolphins made the move from Tua to Fitz or from Fitz to Tua even though they thought it made them probably worse as a football team because they wanted to evaluate Tua well no crap of course you want to evaluate him but Schefter had in there that part of the reason was because they have a ton of draft picks and they want to know if Tua is going to perform well enough to be the guy now the way i read that was it was kind of a self-evident statement. Yeah, of course you want to evaluate your rookie quarterback, but it also read to me like this wasn't exactly a guy who was blowing them away in practice. Well, Tua, we talked about last week how he didn't really need to do anything in that game against the Rams. I mean, there was no opportunity for him to get into a rhythm because the defense just dominated the game. He didn't look great. He didn't have to look great. It was a, it was just a game that was unique circumstances. Last week against Arizona, he needed to look great in order for them to win the game, and he did. So an impressive performance by Tua, all things considered. The problem with Miami is Miami is an absolute dumpster fire for for fantasy right now. Preston Williams has the foot injury, so you don't know what's going on there. The backfield's a mess. Is Matt Breida going to play this week? Salvon Ahmed was their best-looking running back last week. Um, Not exactly the type of situation I want to delve into. Jordan Howard... has 10 carries for 19 yards in that game, and his yards per carry average goes way up on the season because he came in with under a yard per carry average. So it's a bad run game. Mike Kosicki is a mediocre tight end one. The guy who I feel good about and pretty much the only guy I feel good about for fantasy for Miami with Preston Williams injured is Devontae Parker at this stage. When you consider all the weapons that Tua doesn't have um, and how he played last week against Arizona, I think you have to be even a little bit more impressed. A guy to keep an eye on, though, especially if Preston Williams is going to miss significant time, Jakeem Grant. Keep an eye on him. He's their return specialist, but he had five targets in that game. They needed him. They traded Isaiah Wright. They traded him, Isaiah Ford, excuse me. They traded him to the Patriots at the trade deadline. So there is not a lot of wide receiver depth here, and maybe Jakeem Grant can benefit from that. Um, on the other side, the Chargers, Joe. I mean, it's un- it's uncanny how good Herbert is and they still lose. Yeah, I mean, guys, I, here's what happens uh, sometimes for fantasy. I think Justin Jackson, what, tweaked – 
that knee on in warmups or on the first snap of the game. And look, he had been a guy. I lost a lot of money in DFS last week because I invested into Justin Jackson. It was a fluky injury. I don't know what's going to happen with that backfield. We're going to have to keep an eye on reports this week. Kalen Balaj of all people comes out and plays the best game of his NFL career. Um, it's a Kalen Balaj revenge game, by the way, if you're interested in that. Um, at, at this stage, this this backfield is a mess. We have to keep an eye on the status of Justin Jackson and also the status of Troy Main Pope, who broke out in week number eight and then was unable to play last week because of a concussion. So keep an eye on him. But in this matchup, Justin Herbert, the pressure is going to be critical. I think he's going to get the ball out quickly to Keenan Allen. You play those two guys every week. Hunter Henry is snake bitten. He cannot get in the end zone, but he almost had a touchdown late in that game against the Raiders. Keep an eye on the status of Mike Williams, who got hurt on that near catch at the end of the game against the Raiders as well. So the Chargers are a team outside of Herbert and Allen. There's too many questions to answer as we record this on a Wednesday. Um, let's get to the Denver Broncos and the Las Vegas Raiders. The Broncos format or formula right now is not great for winning football games, but it is pretty good for wide receiver fantasy stats. Yeah. And you know, Drew Locke two weeks in a row has been a bust for three quarters. And then in the fourth quarter, he absolutely blows up and puts up big numbers. And, you know, yeah, I think you have to separate sometimes the reality from the fantasy. Drew Locke's getting it done for fantasy right now, even though I don't think he's playing all that great. In reality, it was awesome to see Jerry Judy's breakout game, though. He's now a wide receiver, too, for me. Um, uh, He's been getting open, from what I understand, week after week, and Drew Locke's just not hitting him. Um, So I I think that somebody is a wide receiver, two, wide receiver, three. Tim Patrick is a low-end wide receiver, three. It's not a bad matchup here by any stretch of the imagination. Um, Noah Fant, keep an eye on him. His ankle is a problem. It looks like he's going to be okay, but it looked like – uh, kind of a, a, I think he's almost had injuries to both ankles at this stage. So keep an eye on Noah Fant's status. Um, you could take a shot on KJ Hamler, but I don't necessarily trust Drew Locke. He had 10 targets last week. The problem for them, the backfield did nothing against Atlanta. Philip Lindsay, eight carries for 23 yards, but he didn't catch a football. Melvin Gordon, six carries for 18 yards. He did catch a football, but he caught just one. This split is now rendering both of them to be RB3s in an offense that has been getting off to too slow a starts for consistent fantasy uh, production. The other side, the Raiders. I mean, uh, yeah. I like the Raiders. I, I like the Raiders as a team. I like – what is Nelson Aguilar doing, Joe? What is going on? Well, he's catching football. That's always been the problem for him. He's always gotten open. Actually, catching the football has been the big problem for Nelson Aguilar. He's a wide receiver three. Um, Denver, let, let's see what happens with A.J. Boye. Does he, is he going to play this week? Um so he's Nelson Aguilar is somebody you can use. Henry Ruggs, I, you just can't use at this point. He didn't catch a pass. We know what you can do with Darren Waller. You play him every week. Derek Carr is a streamable quarterback in this matchup. And in the backfield, Josh Jacobs is an RB1. I, it, sometimes it's like pulling teeth with him, but 14 carries, 65 yards, and a touchdown last week. I think he's dealing with a little bit of a knee issue, but he's playing through it, and he's playing through it well. Um, the wide receiver core for the Raiders is a little shook up right now. Aguilar seems to be the guy that they trust the most on the perimeter, and I think you could keep rolling with him as a wide receiver three. Buffalo, Arizona. I expect a lot of points. I expect a good fantasy performance here. Yeah, uh, you expect a lot of points, and so does Las Vegas. 
Uh, Ross, this is a line of 56 and a half. It's the highest of the week. I mean, let's not put too fine a point on it. Let's not stand on ceremony here. Start them. Start them all. This is a start them all football game. Uh, Josh Allen, John Brown, Stephon Diggs, get them in there. Start them. Cole Beasley, start them. He's been quiet a little bit. Zach Moss and Devin Singletary, those are the guys. They're both kind of flex plays. I prefer Moss at this stage, uh, but it seems like you have to get lucky. But Buffalo is throwing the football. Buffalo is throwing the football aggressively. Buffalo is going to continue to throw the football. Josh Allen is a different quarterback when John Brown's out there. Um, you're, you're just starting them all in this passing game. On the flip side, we're looking at Arizona. Start them. Start them all. Kenyon Drake is back in practice this week. That's going to muddy up that backfield a little bit. But that passing game, man, do I love it this week. Do you know, Ross, that Kyler Murray is averaging 12.8 fantasy points per game as a rusher alone this year? No, but it doesn't surprise me. That's two fantasy points per game more than Lamar Jackson averaged as a rusher last year. He is having a monster fantasy season. And in addition to that, he is starting to look really good as a passer. In terms of all-around play, I know he had the fumble six against Miami last week, but in terms of all-around play, I think Kyler Murray threw the ball better against Miami last week than I've seen him throw the ball in his NFL career. That That's a very good defense, and he picked him apart. The guy who I think is going to be the biggest beneficiary, as he was against Miami, is Christian Kirk. Why? Because I think Tredavious White can match up and, and shadow uh, De- DeAndre Hopkins. That doesn't mean Hopkins isn't going to get his, but last week, Christian Kirk was the beneficiary of Miami's coverage honing in on DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins had just three targets. Christian Kirk's getting wide-ass open down the field. Christian Kirk, Kyler Murray are going to be massively popular in DFS this week. Yeah, they are. Speaking of DFS and speaking of a high total for that game, we do both of those. DFS totals all of it. At DraftKings, this Sunday will truly be a Sunday like no other. With this weekend's major golf tournament, along with both professional and college football, no shortage of action. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook, wants to put you in the center of the action with so many different ways to make it rain. If you haven't tried the app yet, head to the App Store now. You do not want to miss them insuring your bet up to $100. Risk-free $100 bet. Are you kidding me? Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ROSS when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is insuring your Sunday bets up to $100. That's right. You bet, and they cover up to $100 when you use promo code ROSS during sign-up, limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, must be 21 or older, New Jersey or PA only, risk-free coverage paid out in site, credits, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And call up Joe Dolan at FantasyPoints.com and ask him about the Niners and the Saints, Joe. Well, the Saints got healthy last week, and, you know, the numbers weren't all that huge um, uh, for some of the key players in that game, because they frankly didn't need to be, because Tom Brady was just turning the ball over at a prodigious rate that we're not used to seeing from him. Um, Taysom Hill, obviously, goes, <laughs> he's got 54 yards rushing. But you know what you're doing with, with the Saints. You can play Drew Brees in this matchup against San Francisco with all their injuries. You play Michael Thomas. 
Um, Emmanuel Sanders is a wide receiver three. Alvin Kamara is a wide receiver one. And if, uh, excuse me, a running back one. And if you're desperate for a running back, keep in mind, New Orleans is a nine point favorite in this game. Maybe you can throw Latavius Murray into your lineup. The Saints are a narrow fantasy team. Uh, Jared Cook, you can use as well, even though Adam Troutman got in the end zone. But as I mentioned with Tampa Bay, on our last podcast, that was kind of a throw-the-tape-out kind of game for me. I, New Orleans won that game by a margin I don't think anybody could have anticipated. They even got Jameis into the game to throw a couple passes. Um, I, I, I don't think that's going to happen again this week, but New Orleans should win this game pretty comfortably, which opens things up for Latavius Murray in the run game late. Um, what about the Niners? I mean, I don't even know who's playing for them. I haven't yeah. paid attention. Uh, uh, Michael Hasty was a big bust for them last week. Four carries for three yards. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, RB2 at this stage. They got him back in the lineup after that bizarre couple of weeks. Uh, Nick Mullins is the quarterback. Richie James is, the is I guess, the top receiver, although Brandon Ayuk will probably play this week as he comes off the COVID list. Um, I, it, it's a mess for the Niners. Uh, I think Ayuk's a wide receiver three. McKinnon's a, a, a running back two. I guess you can go with Jordan Reed, but the problem is they get Ross Dwelly involved at tight end. I'd prefer to avoid both of them. The San Francisco is one of those teams that right now probably isn't helping you too much down the stretch for fantasy. Um, let's get to Seattle and L.A. The Rams and the Seahawks. Feels like there could be a lot of points and a lot of fantasy performances in this one, Joe. Ross, you should be setting the lines in Vegas because I mentioned that the 56 and a half for Buffalo and Arizona is the highest of the week. Well, this one's right behind it at 55 and a half. And these two games are degrees of separation away from the uh, from the rest of the field. So these two games are going to be the games where you're going to see the most game stacks in your DFS contests. Um, and, and that's self-evident. We, we talk about Seattle every week. DK Metcalf is the safer play than Tyler Lockett. I thought Lockett was going to be the guy last week against Buffalo. I was disappointed in his stat line, although he almost had a couple of touchdown catches. So I'm not going to freak out about that. Russell Wilson almost made a huge play on him on a kind of a sale route into the corner end zone. Um, Russell Wilson did not play well in that game. I don't expect that to continue against uh, the way against Buffalo last week. I don't expect that to continue against the Rams. But DK Metcalf's a wide receiver one. Tyler Lockett's a wide receiver two. Russell Wilson's obviously a QB one. Your focus now is on the backfield. Does Chris Carson and or Carlos Hyde play this week? If so, DJ Dallas isn't even worth considering. If they don't, DJ Dallas, who played a, a low number of the snaps because they were playing from behind, they put Travis Homer in there last week, I would think DJ Dallas, once again, is going to be on the RB2 radar if Hyde and or Carson can't play. And on the other side with the Rams, Joe? Yeah, they're coming off a disastrous performance. I mean, Jared Goff threw 62 passes, but they were never competitive against the Dolphins. Um, and then, obviously, they went on by. they got to figure some things out. The, this offense – it. It looks like a Ferrari, but it drives like a Civic. And, like, Civics are reliable cars. They move, you know, they they, they put a lot of miles on, but they're not going to be turning any heads. But this looks like a Civic that, that they took on to pimp my ride, and we're like, hey, let's put some lights there and a spoiler there and maybe give you some hydraulics. And it they do so much cool crap, and it doesn't go anywhere. And I know their offense is still ranked high by, by DVOA and, and the stats and the traditional stats here. Like, you're not crying poorhouse if you have Robert Woods and Cooper Cup for fantasy. But, Jared, there's just something missing with this offense. 
You have to keep check the status in the backfield, by the way, of Daryl Henderson, who left early against Miami with a thigh injury. Thought he was going to have a big game that week. Was not to be. Keep an eye on his status because that's going to dictate whether or not you can use Malcolm Brown and or Cam Akers for fantasy as kind of a lower-end flex. Woods and Cup against this pass defense that got absolutely annihilated by the Bills last week. Those guys are in your lineup. We know that. Uh, Jared Goff, a great quarterback streamer this week. Um, we know that, but there's still something missing with this Rams offense. If they're gonna, if they don't get off the Schneid against Seattle's defense, they're not gonna get off the Schneid at all. We grade McVay's offense on a curve now, but it, it just hasn't been impressing me on a consistent basis. Joe, the next game is the Cincinnati Bengals and the Pittsburgh Steelers. We do expect Ben Roethlisberger to play in this game. Yeah, the game is currently off the board at a lot of books because Ben Roethlisberger was a close contact of Vance McDonald who tested positive uh, for COVID-19. So he this game is off the board in a lot of books. And obviously Ben's dealing with the in- knee injury. They said uh, he injured both of his knees uh, uh, in that game against Dallas. They were not overly impressive. But you would think this is a get-off-the-schneid type of game for, for Pittsburgh. Divisional game against a team that doesn't have a great defense in Cincinnati. Um, all three of Pittsburgh's top wide receivers, Juju, um, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, wide receiver twos at this stage. Eric Ebron, a viable tight end streamer. He's been getting involved in in the red zone, especially recently. Uh, So he's a viable tight end streamer. Part of the problem for Pittsburgh, though, is they have not been able to run the football at all. James Conner's a low-end RB2 right now. Ooh, that's interesting. I, you know, honestly, Joe, sometimes you say things I didn't really realize. Oh, yeah, they can't run it at all right now. It's been really bad. What about the Bengals on the other side? Keep an eye on the status of Joe Mixon. Uh, you would think he's back after they come off uh, off the bye. Um, and it's a bad matchup for Joe Burrow, but he's been throwing it a ton, and he's been putting up a lot of numbers. And, you know, we saw last week Garrett Gilbert from Dallas able to run around out there, make some plays against Pittsburgh. So I'm not denying Joe, Joe Burrow's ability to be relevant for fantasy this week. Uh, Dallas did uh, – excuse me, uh, Pittsburgh did not have slot corner Mike Hilton last week with the shoulder injury. That could be critical in this matchup if he doesn't go because that would be a big boon for Tyler Boyd out of the slot for the Cincinnati Bengals. If he doesn't go, I mean, you're playing Boyd anyway, but if Hilton doesn't go, Boyd's a viable wide receiver one this week. Would be uh, an interesting play for DFS because you might want to avoid, you know, Burrow in the passing game against against uh, the Steeler defense. But if Mike Hilton doesn't go, could be a big matchup for Tyler Boyd. Uh, T. Higgins, A.J. Green, both wide receiver threes at this point. And whichever of Mixon or Gio Bernard starts for the Bengals, they're uh, they're a running back two against this Pittsburgh defense. Next up, we've got Baltimore at New England. I'm curious to get your thoughts on the Ravens and the Patriots. Cam looked better. Jacoby Myers, somebody yeah. one of our listeners, Joe, I forget who it was, tweeted me at Ross Tucker NFL. He's at FG underscore Dolan about. Jacoby Myers versus Cole Beasley. Mm, interesting. What would you have said? I'm I, not I, what I said. What would you have said? Last week, I would have said Cole Beasley. This week, I'm saying Jacoby Myers, and maybe yeah. that's just I yeah, said like, Myers. Nice. You know, I liken Myers to kind of uh, to, to like Travis Fulgham in Philadelphia. Not in ter- not stylistically, but like in that Philadelphia drafted JJ Ortega Whiteside to be their next ex after Alshon Jeffrey has not been the case has not produced, but Fulgham is if JJ Ortega Whiteside was doing what Travis Fulgham is doing, you'd be like, 
good pick. You know, you you know, you you passed on DK Metcalf. That's not great, but good pick. He's producing, and so they've got that from him. In New England, Jacoby Myers is producing at a level that they probably want Nikhil Harry to produce. And if Nikhil Harry was doing this, he'd be like, great pick. But Jacoby Myers is the guy who actually produces. It is clear that Cam Newton looks better throwing the ball to Jacoby Myers in the same way that Carson Wentz looks better when he's throwing the ball to Travis Fulgham. It is somebody that Cam Newton trusts. Uh, Jacoby Myers right now, for me, uh, in this matchup, he's pretty much the only Patriot I want to play. Damian Harris is dealing with a chest injury. The rest of that backfield is a mess. It's Jacoby Myers or bust for me. Although Cam Newton, believe it or not, has five uh, uh, five QB1 games in his seven starts this year. Based on the way he has played, you probably wouldn't expect that. That is the upside of the rushing that Cam Newton gives you. He certainly looked better last week. Jacoby Myers has become his go-to guy. I thought Damian Harris did some good things. I he thought great. Burkhead did. They just they just have too many of them. They yeah, they have too many backs. Damian Harris got hurt, and you know maybe if Harris doesn't. Here's the other problem with them. Sony Michelle has been designated to return off IR, so he can come back at any point. So uh, that's a, that that's that could be another wrench in that backfield. And this offense simply isn't good enough to sustain multiple fantasy running backs. Okay. Last, but now we got to go over the Ravens. Oh, uh, Ross, they are broken. I mean, they're broken offensively. Lamar Jackson is not throwing the ball outside the numbers at all. It is killing Hollywood Brown. Mark Andrews has been a mediocre tight end starter. Lamar Jackson has been a mediocre fantasy quarterback. I mean, the run game was atrocious against Indianapolis. Now, I don't think New England is going to stuff the run the way um, the way Indianapolis did. As a matter of fact, I think this is a great game for Baltimore's run game to get off the schneid because New England, according to Football Outsiders DVOA, has the second-worst run defense in the entire NFL. So uh, we'll see what the status is of Mark Ingram. And there's the other problem, though. They have too many damn running backs. If Mark Ingram plays, they got three running backs. I don't know who to trust here. So for me, it's Lamar Jackson. You have to start him. You have to start Mark Andrews, and Hollywood Brown's a wide receiver three. But until we learn more about that backfield, I don't feel comfortable about any of them. J.K. Dobbins has the 100 yards against Pittsburgh, and then he does nothing against Indianapolis's great run defense. That offensive line is a problem for the, for the Ravens. Lamar Jackson is a problem for the Ravens. They are broken offensively, and they are not helping you for fantasy in any way whatsoever. Minnesota is helping you for fantasy. In fact, if you have Dalvin Cook, Joe, you are winning leagues right yep. now. Can he do it against Chicago? I mean, obviously you're playing him. Will he do it against Chicago again? I mean, you're obviously playing him. Uh, I wouldn't be chasing the 200 yards this week. He's not on the main slate, by the way. Uh, Chicago, according to Football Outsiders DVOA, has the seventh best run defense in the NFL. Uh, Green Bay was 20th in that department. Detroit, 25th. So there's a very clear upgrade here uh, in, in terms of quality of defense. But that doesn't change the way Mike Zimmer – Mike Zimmer has played his dream the last couple of weeks. They're running the ball on like 64% of their offensive plays the last two weeks. That is Mike Zimmer's dream, and it is crushing Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. That being said, I think they might have to throw it a little bit more because I think Chicago's run defense is going to be more stout. We saw what Chicago did to Derrick Henry last week. Two weeks in a row, Chicago plays the two most old-school foundation offenses in the NFL, Tennessee and Minnesota, two teams that really build on the run game and one running back. 
Chicago did it against Derrick Henry last week. Can they do it against Dalvin Cook? Yes, you're playing Dalvin Cook, but I actually think Minnesota might need more from its passing game this week against the Bears. Um, let's get to the Bears. I mean, they're they're a tough watch. They're a tough fantasy team, Joe. They're tough. They're a really tough watch. The offensive line's a huge problem. David Montgomery is in the concussion protocol for Chicago. That's a problem. Um, and by the way. He has an extra day to get ready, but if you're looking to play Montgomery, he doesn't get cleared. He can get cleared Monday and play the game, but if he doesn't get cleared by Sunday, you're going to have to make a different decision on David Montgomery. He has he has RB1 usage and low-end RB2 production. Part of that is on him. Part of it's on the offensive line. Part of it's on the quarterback here. Now, fortunately, Nick Foles, he threw the ball a bunch last week, 52 times. I don't think anybody would have thought looking at that game that he threw for 335 and two touchdowns, but he had to against Tennessee because they were playing from behind. Don't know if that's going to be the case this week. If Montgomery doesn't go and they rule him out, Ryan Knoll is probably going to be their top running back. He caught a touchdown pass last week. Allen Robinson is a wide receiver one. Darnell Mooney is a wide receiver three this week. Uh, Jimmy Graham, you can play him as a tight end one. But as you said, Ross, it is pulling teeth with this offense. The production's there at the end, but good Lord, are they a tough watch. Don't make it pulling teeth for us to get you to at least check out fantasypoints.com. Use the code FEAST. It's awesome. It's Joe's life's work at this point. You can hear his passion. You can hear the knowledge. There's like 10 guys very similar to him that are just pouring their heart and soul out on fantasypoints.com every single week. Throw the code FEAST in so they know we sent you. You'll be very, very glad that you did. Even if you're not, you don't need it for your fantasy league. It's just a treasure trove of information. And check them out on social media at FG underscore Dolan. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL everywhere. You can see Joe being totally NASCAR racer pimped out at youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.